All right, welcome to the OFX Podcast. I'm Dave Claxton. Along with me, as always, the five-minute phenomenon, Bethany McChesney. <laughs> you smashed it, right? You won by like five minutes, which means you sandbagged, you suck. How are you going to change it? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like these races are so hard when you have these different heats of women. So you don't really know where you are. And because we're, we haven't really been part of the series, I've I've been in the last heat of my division the last two times I've raced. So this whole time I just kept thinking, like, just kept picturing, you know, like faster girls ahead of me. And then I kept thinking to just try to get as far ahead of the girls as I could um, until I hit the barbell stuff in case and the handstand pushups because I didn't know how they would go. So, yeah, I ended up winning by a fair amount. So, <laughs> you know what, though, it it. One, you're not going to be in the in the last heat next race. You can pretty much guarantee that. Um, two, but it is a really big divide from expert to pro. Like it's monstrous. Oh, yeah. Like it's a. Yeah. By the way, we're talking about RX One. We went to RX One this weekend. Maybe we should backtrack a little bit. We went to RX One this weekend. We had a little Timo effects there. We did awesome. We we got like lots and lots of bling here. All sorts <laughs> lots of, of gold in there. I think what well, we had ten people going. We got seven podiums. That's awesome. I mean, it was pretty good. Was it? Oh, now they're on the floor, but that's fine. Um, <laughs> yeah, so it was good. And we all kind of were in different divisions. So um, it was good. But yeah, the, the jump from expert to pro is monstrous. Like it's. Yeah. It, because not only do the weights increase, but the movements get more challenging and technical. And then all of a sudden you're into you can't do it because of certain things. And I mean, even we know with expert, I had to drop down because of the overhead squats. Um. I'm still not sure if I did the right thing on that or not. I've, I've yet to come to that conclusion. I don't know. I'll probably mull it over forever. And like, yeah, I won as well, but not by near the margin. I only won by 12 seconds because yeah. like, I would say this was definitely a runner, a runner's favorite course. Yeah. So I was thinking, okay, maybe this was really a favorite towards that, but it was still the shorter side of the amount of running that we'll ever do yeah it wasn't a long run because i mean we were at three and a half three and a half k pretty much something like that and then i mean if you but if yeah. still in the shuttle run sled i mean let's let's just call it three and a half k and and yeah that's not a lot but at the same time it wasn't a lot of heavy lifting either right yeah like the, yeah the barbell was pretty it wasn't super significant like only 20 reps at the very end yeah, and and even me, who is not great with the barbell, I mean, I I was able to smash through it, right? Like it was. Yeah. And again, I dropped down, so strength wise, I had plenty of power, but it it's still, I mean, and with with Jeff, Jeff, I mean, he dominated because mm -hmm. of his running, right? Like it just, I think it was just a little more runner's course than some of the other ones we've seen, not not as much bogged down, and I think just because some of the weights might be a touch longer. I mean, on those lunges, the weights were pretty light on the the lunge, the lunge um, press, which I like as a move. I think it's a great move. Yeah, yeah, and it's uh, it's easy to judge too. Uh, the sled though was pretty heavy, so like again as a runner, and that was kind of in the middle of like the run, row, shuttle run, and before the next run, um, that sled was like 
very much like the pro high rocks sled pull. Um, like I could only move it a little bit at a time. I couldn't hand over hand and you weren't allowed to move your feet, which is different than high rocks. So again, like if you were just a pure runner, you, I don't even think you could have done that. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Like I, I, mine, I was, a, I was able to hand over hand it, but I didn't because that seemed, it didn't seem as efficient and it didn't seem like the time to really try to make a strong move. And in fact, in my division, one guy did try to make a strong move there. He went from fourth to second and, uh, and he paid for it. Like, yeah, I was, I was third going in and third coming out of there and just, you know, again, ran, ran him down on a relaxed effort really quickly because he had blown himself up too hard on that sled. And a lot of people did the same on the rower, which came right after the first run. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you yeah. were, a, you were a kilometer and a half of run kind of what I would call a groomed trail run. Very, 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 not non-technical trail running. Yeah. And, yeah. uh, and then into a 2000, a 2000 meter row. And I saw, and I just delivered, I deliberately sat in the back row so I could see what everybody else was doing. And maybe that's kind of cheesy, but I wanted to kind of watch paces. And I saw some guys going really way too hard. And I could tell by their body language and by their times on their screens. And I just sat back and relaxed and, uh, mm-hmm. and they paid for it. A lot of them paid for it very bad. So yeah. how was it with the women with, with the row? Um, yeah. So I was checking other girls screens beside me. Um, and everyone was kind of around the same. I didn't feel like anyone smashed it. Like I went into the row first with about a 30 second lead and I left with about a 30 second lead. So I kind of felt like the women in my group all had the same idea. Um, now I don't know if that pace is smashing it to anybody, but like we weren't, no one seemed to be going crazy on it. Um, yeah. And the positions were completely maintained on the rower. Yeah. And then, um, and, and, after that, like I said, then it was a, another, then it was a shuttle run back and forth. And I, when I watched the shuttle run, I didn't see anyone try to make a move on the shuttle run. I didn't see anyone try to do anything other than just survive it. Right. Just. Yeah. I was using it to kind of shake out my, my arms from the row, um, before the sled pull, which again is kind of a similar movement pattern. Um, but I was moving faster than the other girls. I knew I had to do all the things that I could do well, really well, <laughs> so that I had a bit of a cushion. So, um, but yeah, no one was like smashing the shuttle runs. It's also, it's pouring rain and you're on pavement and you have to bend over every time and stack the puck. So like, like you have all of like five or six steps to move quickly anyways. Like it's just one of those things that it's really hard to do really fast. I made I made a, a little ground. So at the time I went in there and um pretty much tied for a second with another guy with Nicholas Robodai, a great guy. Um pretty much tied for a second and I went right to the end again. So I'd only have to look one way to see where everybody was doing. And I I was pulled away just a little bit on him, like maybe half a length. And then I one of the pucks went rolling away on me. So when I came back to get it, I had to go chase it and oh. so, so I lost a little bit of game. But um yeah, from that's what I say. From this, what I've seen, everybody was going fairly similar place pace, and yeah. uh, and it, it didn't really like move, but it did tire you. It did tire you out. And again, I think if you tried too hard, you could have blown up there. Yeah. Like, um. Yeah. So it was good. And then um, following that, your sled, and it was a hard sled, even for 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 in the intermediate group, was a heavy sled. Everybody yeah. said for their grouping it was a heavy sled. Um, yeah, my grip was blowing up on that sled pull. Yeah. And so same thing. I'm, I was just thinking ahead and like, you know, there was a lot of pull-ups coming and uh, even the barbell challenges your grip. So I was like, Oh, just 
like don't go too crazy here like <laughs> there's a lot more race after that so but yeah and it was soaking wet so and I I had grippy gloves on um which I think helped me a little bit with that too yeah yeah well and in the rain too but um then after that we want to do essentially a 2k run again non-technical trails a little bit of hills here and there nothing big nothing nothing to write home about nothing that would really cause you to power hike or do anything like that just just little rolling hills yeah Um, pretty muddy though which was fun it was muddy there was definitely our feet were wet right off the bat yeah Um, but we were wet before we started so what are you gonna do um then the end of the beach we had uh the the lunge thruster so essentially single dumbbell walking lunge push brush which press which i thought uh, probably i think it was about 50 meters probably 25 better yeah Yeah. And it was good. Yeah. It was good. Um, and I, right. that was the same for every division just went up and wait. Then we went to the surrenders, which was probably the most taxing part, I think. Yeah. 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 Um, I found it really hard. This, the, the slam ball was so big that I had <laughs> a hard time getting my arms around it. And I kept, uh, Jeff kept giving me these signals of these hand grippy things. And I was like, <laughs> I'm just trying to hold my hand. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was honestly holding the ball was was the worst part and just trying to get a good grip. And again, it, it's slippery, it's muddy, it's covered in sand and it has to be above your belly button. So you can't have, if because if it's below, then your arms hit your legs and then they call it an assist. Um, I did get no reps for dropping it in the sand once and I had to redo <laughs> one. <laughs> But yeah, it was it was a bit shockingly difficult, but I'm glad they did change it from the overhead because I think that would have been a bit scary with how slippery it was. Now, we've had to do the overhead ones before we've been at an event where and they are killer. So if you don't know what a surrender is, essentially, these were like a bear hug surrender. So take I think it was 50 pounds for us. Was it? Yeah, a, we had 40. Yeah, OK. So maybe it was 40. I don't know. So 40 pounds, 50 pounds, whatever. Take a slam ball, hold it in front of you like a like a bear hug go down to both knees and then stand back up. And that was 30 reps of that. And the mm-hmm. ball was soaking wet and it was, uh, it was, it was tough. And you have to keep it, like you said, above your belly, which if you're like, got a big rock hard belly, it actually would be an advantage because you could rest it on there. You <laughs> know? <it> on. <laughs> you know, when Lauren was pregnant, she would have killed this one because she just rested on the baby belly and just away you go. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how comfortable that would be, but <laughs> <laughs> enjoy the pain. Just endure it. Um, yeah. So we went from that and then we were into uh for the for the intermediate we did hand release push-ups and ring rows, which um yeah, they weren't they weren't very challenging. And this is where you start to get that divide because the jump to intermediate was handstand push-ups and supposed to be chest to bar pull-ups ended up just being pull-ups. Yeah, again, because so of the rain. Yeah. That's a pretty again, that's a pretty <clears throat> big difference, I think. <clears throat> Like, I feel like even you should have been doing more reps or something. <laughs> yeah. And, and maybe, maybe it should have been like, if, if, inter, if, if originally expert was to be chest to bar, maybe intermediate should have been a pull up or vice versa. Maybe expert should have just been pull ups the whole time because mm-hmm. I, I would think that'd be one stage back. I don't know. But it was, yeah, that was for me. I just like those I flew through. Um, yeah. I still don't like ring rows as a judged thing. I'm seeing way too much difference in form and, and, yeah. uh, you know, range, range of motions. It's just, it's, it's not my favorite. 
but so that was that. But you did the handstand pushups and you were worried about handstand pushups. Yeah, I mean, I never do them. Um, I I don't I don't like the compression on the cervical spine. Um, I have had a lot of neck issues, so that just the concept of it coming down on your head, and then in the race situation where you're trying to do it fast, I just don't like it. I mean, and how many CrossFit girls or how many people do you know who've had like neck surgeries? Um, because of handstand pushups. So I just, I don't like them. It's, it's one of two movements that I always kind of hope that RX one doesn't have. Um, but yeah, so I, I did them once last weekend and I just kind of had it in my head that I would break it up into sets of five. Um, but they, they actually felt really good in the race. Um, they also, they had the nice, the, the head cushion, which, um, and then they had a nice little square that your hands could go into. So I could go fairly wide. Um, so yeah, it, it felt okay. And that cushion also gives you, it saves about an inch of the press. It was, um, a, it was more than that. It was, it was a thick cushion. Yeah. Well, I know I wasn't having to push too far. And no, as I'm doing a range them, of I, motion of about three inches. Yeah. Yeah. I know as I'm doing them, I'm thinking these are, these are really feeling a lot easier than <laughs> <laughs> last weekend um yeah so i i managed to do all of those unbroken um yeah and then the pull-ups felt okay so i'd kind of been worried about my arms up until this station and a little bit holding back on certain movements just to save my upper body and uh it was probably the right decision because i i didn't feel very taxed at all um on either of them uh and i broke my broke up my pull-ups how i was expecting to also so yeah, I I thought that that station could potentially take me 10 minutes if the handstand push-ups didn't go well. Um, but yeah, I ended up flying through them. So that was good. That, that station was my biggest disappointment because I wanted to do the handstand push-ups and the pull-ups. Like I, mm -hmm. I, 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 I wanted to be part of those. I, I think that, well, I mean, I think that would help me even more. But, um, <clears throat> but yeah, so that disappointed me that I didn't get to do that. Uh, and then we went from there and there was supposed to be box step overs or jumps or whatever. And because of the rain and it was raining, it was cold and it was rainy. Uh, they changed the box step ups or jumps or whatever you want to do to, uh, to sit ups to some, so from 20 box jumps to 50 sit ups, which I mean, for me, I was like, Oh joy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a that's it a rest. Yeah, it didn't matter to me. Like the sit-ups didn't really take anything out of me. It was just it was time. Um, I think doing those, like I would have had to do box jumps with expert. Um, and I, it would have made, made my legs a little bit wobbly going into the final barbell movements. Um, but I I wasn't worried about them. Um, so and I was kind of thinking it would be somewhere too that if I had lost a lead where I could potentially have gained it back. So well, and I think because like everybody, all of us have all of us on our team, we pretty much do DECA stuff. And we we're all kind yeah. of licking our chops at the box jumps, step over because we could step over like, oh, we're going to fly through these. It's time, it's time to make it a was, huge jump. And it was a 20 inch box. <laughs> so yeah. all DECA people are like, only 20? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. And the, and the expert men was 24. And I'm like, I, I'm going to just dust this. Right. Yeah. But mm -hmm. anyway, but didn't happen. And the sit ups probably actually for me were even better because I was chasing at this point. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I had a the guy ahead of me right from the start. He was a runner. He was a good runner. He probably coming into the workout section had like a 200 meter lead, I would say on me. 
going into that workout section. Like he was out of sight. He was gone. I wasn't even considering catching him anymore until we got there. Um, so yeah, the, they read that. And then into, for me was a clean to no. Yeah. A clean to a, sorry, ground overhead. Any way you wanted to do it. Then down into the front rack into a squat, 20 of those. And the weight was 65 pounds. So it was easy. I mean, I, I didn't do it unbroken, but I did five, five, 10 and away I went. And uh, I didn't even realize, but I, it ended up, I passed the guy there and that would, I ended up two reps ahead when, when I passed him. So, and it was just a little short sprint to the finish line. So that was great for me, but you had what I didn't want to do. The overhead squats. Yeah. yeah. And we had to do it. We had to do a snatch. We couldn't do a clean impress with ours as well. So they did say that to us when we, when we got into the zone. Um, yeah. And it was, it was interesting too. So this is all done on the sand and there's the mat and I would, and, and again, it's pouring rain and like I'm in puddles and, um, I would do the snatch and being in the sand made it actually really unstable. And I would kind of like trip around a little bit to get my balance first before I could do the overhead squat. So I wasn't really anticipating that either, but it was very unbalanced. Um, yeah, thankfully well, yeah, I had the same weight as you, but yeah, I could get through those. Okay. But it was, again, it was my grip that I was feeling the most. Um, there was again with the pull and then the pull-ups and, um, even the holding the surrenders all kind of taxed my grip a lot more than I expected. We both made a mistake though. And I thought about this after the beach had a bit of a slope to it, obviously as many beaches do down towards the water. And we both yeah. faced uphill making the squats more difficult because you get more st stretch on your calves, right? I mean, when you wear lifting shoes, they put your heel higher. If we had turned around the other way, our heel would have been more elevated, making the squats even easier. I wonder if this is why my calves hurt so bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I didn't think about it till after. And I was like, and he even asked me, he goes, which way do you want to face? And I said, oh, I'll face this way. Cause I, I was actually looking for, for support for cheer, cheer, yeah. cheer, right? Yeah. Yeah. And um, I got it. It just wasn't you. Relax. <laughs> mm. Riley is still sad because she couldn't be there at my finish. Um, but um, yeah, I thought about it after and I'm like, I should have been turned around the other way. One, to see the guy I was chasing and yeah. two, to make it uh, an easier thing. And I mean, it all worked out, but it was just little, little things that should have yeah. been before that. I think I think if it was a nicer day, I would have done more watching beforehand and noticed that. But because it was rainy, we kind of hid more and and stayed away and stayed under our tent, which thank you, John, for bringing save was a lifesaver. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I just kind of well, I just my judge because uh, I ran between the stations and she just she pointed like I didn't really think about it at all. She just pointed. This is where you're going. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was I don't know. All in all, it was a good race. It was another good arch one. But it does like I mean, there's I don't know. There's definitely things I don't like about it and that jump from even from intermediate for intermediate to expert and expert to pro the expert to pro jump is so big like for example instead of the surrenders they had kettlebell pistol squats right yeah. that's a big yeah. jump that's a big difference. Like surrenders are are not easy uh when you're holding that much weight as it but, is but they're grueling and, and really anyone can do it right like it's not yeah. it's it's not a skilled movement and but a, but a kettlebell pistol squat that's a skilled movement right that requires a lot of balance yeah. and a lot of range of motion so there was that and then instead of your handstand push-ups they didn't have the ad mat, ad mat so they were uh, a great range of motion that's not a big jump uh -huh. but instead of pull-ups they had muscle-ups again 
big jump. Significant, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then through the rest, um, their weights, their weights were just so much substantially higher for the uh, for the uh, snatch and overhead squats. And yeah, um, yeah, so I, yeah, they didn't have to snatch though. They could because we were watching at the end, and this guy and this girl were both they were doing a clean, and then they were um, doing like a push press onto their back under their shoulders and then widening their hands really wide and then getting just above their head and doing their squat from there. Oh, interesting. And they were allowed to drop the weight because of the the weight of it. They didn't have to set it down. So, um, uh, but I'm like, I might try that move sometime and see if that alleviates some of my concern. Uh-huh. You know, it, yes, it's slow. It was not fast, but it was, yeah. uh, if, if I had tried that before and was comfortable with it, I probably wouldn't have dropped down. Yeah, I don't know. To, to me, it's just I would have to start focusing so much on those movements. Um, and again, RX one isn't my my A races. Like they're fun, and uh, I just think the to move up to pro from expert, I just don't think it's realistic realistically gonna happen for me. So hopefully, they don't ask me to move up because <laughs> I won't be able to. <laughs> Yeah, I I don't think so. I've never heard them. I've never heard them ask someone to move up for something like that. Ask them to go up to pro. I mean, if they did that for you, it would have to be like your skill set is very specific. The reason you excelled so much there was because of the running, right? Like the other things, running and rowing. Like it was so much of what we do. Yeah, like long rowing, even sled pulls. It's like you know, I just did a high rocks, and that movement is familiar. And like, well, everybody does lunges, but we do yeah. a lot of one. <laughs> like, so th- yeah. I don't know. So it definitely worked in my favor. Um, and even it being a trail and not flat roads, I think would work in my favor. Um, so yeah. Yeah. I was, I, I was even surprised cause like my running has not been what it was. And even, even I was like probably the second best runner in, in my, in my division. The other guy mm-hmm. was way better than me, but still, um, you know, yeah. I, yeah. But I, yeah, despite having the stuff, I still think runner's course and, uh, and was good. Not that that's bad. I mean, that's okay. It'll come. Maybe we'll be different ones on the next one. Right. We all know they can, they can change with just a few more movements here and there that just change it completely. Um, mm-hmm. but all in all good fun. And Hey, we said it all the time. If you, if you want to try an RX one, it sounds interesting. Just sign up and go. There's a division for everybody no matter what your age, skill level. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot of fun. And some people, I don't mind the predictability of high rocks and deck. I kind of like it that I, yeah. don't, I need to train for this. This is what I need to do. This is what I need to be prepared for. But RX one, you do get a lot more surprise. You get that week of kind of course map r- release that a lot of people like, and it's not a complete shock because there was like a kind of a list of movements they take from. Yeah. So, it's it's not like they're going to catch it completely off guard except for the pro sometimes the pro one they do some weird crap much much like yeah. i'll be honest i can't tell the difference between the pro wave and crossfit i i don't know what the difference is yeah it's just longer yeah it's just long crossfit yeah like, this course was uh for me it was you know it was sub one hour course um you know it was so it was kind of a shorter one by rx1 standards Mm-hmm. because yeah this i was 47 minutes and some of the other ones i've been an hour and 15 so i mean that's like another 30 minutes longer right so yeah 
Well, I was the one thing I do really like about the unpredictability though is you're just racing. So I I was wearing a watch, but I never really looked at my watch because it wasn't like when when you're doing Decker High Rocks, you have your splits kind of worked out. So, you know, when you finish this station, you kind of want to be here and um you want to be running at this pace and um but with this, you don't really have a reference. So you're just kind of racing. And uh, you've never done that exact race before, so you don't have a comparison. And that's kind of what I like about it. And maybe it's because the first half of my um, adult life, everything was like hitting splits and like times and PBs. And sometimes it's nice to just kind of step away from all of that and just race. How's the training going? It's going well. <laughs> Are you dying? Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, last week I was. Yeah. Um, no, I, I took a, the two days before a little bit easier. Like we're still kind of training through these races right now. So, um, but yeah, I'm feeling pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. I can count. And I know it seems stupid, but I think we've done one week of training and there's probably already been three days where if it was me doing myself, I would have bailed out or modified it <laughs> Yeah. because of time and fatigue and just, blah, you know, but I mm. haven't because of that accountability. And I, think that that's great even today like i'm still wearing my bloody workout shirt because after this i gotta go down and finish a run mm -hmm. so i got workout one and i gotta get workout two and before i go to work so it's yeah it's it already, makes you do the extra yeah it already pays dividends and i mean <laughs> so normally sunday and this one is a little bit different normally sunday after a race i would do jack especially after six hours or five six hours of driving i would do jack yeah Mm -hmm. And instead, I did do my workout and I made up for the the um, essentially 50 cal bike time trial that I had not done earlier in the week because I ran out of time for that. I think that was supposed to be Friday or whatever. But so I made up for that. And I was like, oh, my God, I don't normally do this. Normally, it would be it would be like, a, as Dylan Scott said, a pancake day where I would just lie yeah. on the couch and eat pancakes or flat as a pancake or whatever. Yeah. But it was good. And I had like I was happy with my time trial. I was not bad. I was it was not not too shabby. Mm -hmm. so now we've got my benchmarks done except for my ski and we'll see where we go mm -hmm. yeah. yeah and i i think of all the time trials i did that 50 cal bike was probably even though by far the shortest just burned everything my lungs my quads everything burned mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah that's a lot yeah it was it was it was so anyway it's been fun um so We'll get to our guest in this very Canadian-centric episode. We are going to be talking with Marco Bedard. Marco Bedard used to be a really big name on the Spartan scene, as well as Battlefrog. He was like one of the original Battlefrog pros um, and just top-notch guy. Then he went on to work with a race company called Northman Race, and they uh, they went away with, amongst some controversy, but now they're back. And I think things have very much changed. So we're going to chat with Marco. And he's going to tell you all about it, tell you what happened, what's going to happen. And uh, I'm just happy to see another Canadian OCR back on the scene, you know, and another option. So here we yeah. go. Marco Bedard. 
All right, uh, we have Marco Bedard here. So uh, thanks for coming on. Um, so Marco, some of some of us might not necessarily know that much about you. Um, it's my understanding you were an Olympian in the biathlon and then moved into the OCR scene and um, really held your own there and were part of the uh, the Bone Frog uh, pro team. So how did you go from Olympic level biathlon to OCR? Um. Long story short, my brother had done um, the first, I think, Spartan race in Montreal back in 2010 or 29. And uh, he said, you should do that. Uh, I was still doing biathlon at full time with my uh, my girlfriend. And uh, we we figured, why not? So we, uh, we signed up for um, their first beast. Uh, that was the only one that fit our schedule. We were still training full time back then in 2011. And uh, we uh, both took these races. We, we didn't know what to expect. And it was at uh, 20-some kilometers in Killington. And uh, it was really brutal, but we uh, we totally fell in love with it. Um, even though we were skiers in the summer, we were uh, we, we didn't like, uh, both of us didn't like to run very much. But this really appealed to me to me and, the, and Claude uh, very well. So we, uh, we, that's how we kind of got into uh, OCR. And um, after that, we kept uh, training for uh, for biathlon for a few years, um, hoping to make the Sochi Olympic team, which uh, we did not. Uh, which, in a way, was a good thing because we it kind of stopped our um, uh, our choice for OCR or uh, or biathlon. And at that time, we had done a few of them, and uh, there was a few companies interested, uh, including Spartan, to send us uh, overseas. Uh, so figured, why not? That's going to be fun. So we. Uh, we did a few of those, and uh, and then Battlefrog uh, came in in 2015, I think, or 2016, and they put a team together. They invited us on their team, so we tried those races, and we we liked it even more. It was even more brutal than we thought. So, um, so after a while, then we uh, started organizing the races, and here we are. Um, now, now we're organizing these races now. <laughs> so. Back then, right, you went, like you say, you went to Battlefrog, you did all that, you, you worked with Spartan. And then Northman came about. And so Northman was around before. I had a chance uh, to try Northman myself. It was a great race. It was very different. You guys had like nor like level up lanes where you could shave time off. You had a marathon distance. A lot of great stuff going on. Um, and even what the part of Northman, actually, is one of part of my stories I tell all the time about how I ended up at Shale Hill because I was supposed to go for a Northman Strong event, which sadly didn't happen and uh, had to transition on that one. But so what happened? Because things seemed to be going very well. You guys had a great following at like, the coolest race shirts, you know, you had great logo, handsome looking dude. And and then it just, it, it, well, a lot of stuff happened. Maybe you can go through kind of, and I'll be honest, some people might have some, you know, negative feelings or a little bit of concerns, right, about kind of the quick shutdown. So what exactly happened with Northman and why did it take a hiatus, so to speak? Yeah, the, it's a long, long story. Uh, most of it was part of, you know, the pandemic. Um, the first first thing that happened is uh, um, we were both on the Battlefrog team. I was at the end organizing races for them. I was directing um, races for them. Uh, we came to Canada, we, we brought Battlefrog to Canada. So we we kind of made our a name here too for ourselves in organizing cool races. One of them was uh, Trois Rivières Battlefrog, which was pretty pretty epic for those who were there. 
Um, and not long after that, uh, Battlefrog owners that were like billionaires, I was told, uh, they, they just decided to shut it down. Um, so all of a sudden we didn't have a job and within like a week we were, we were uh, approached by an um, um, event company that wanted to that wanted us on the team and they wanted us to organize a race. So they gave us white sheet, do whatever you want. We have confidence uh, that's going to be a good, uh, a good event. So we started from there. That's how um, I already had inspiration from my grandfather and a lot of uh, people here that was in, in, in the forestry industry before everything was mechanic. So really with the axes and the saws and all that. And um, that's, you know, when I was giving the, the opportunity to do that, I was like, okay, this is where I go, I'm going to go for as far as a, a, a theme because uh, they wanted that. And um, and then, you know, we did our races and under this organization, like it's a, it was really big boat. So as any really big boats, like Spartan, Tough Mudder, whatever, um, any, any uh, questions you have, any uh, things you want to change or um, it's, it's more and more complicated. Once the boat is running, it's really hard to move things around. And there was something like 26 or 27 employees, full-time employees uh, on this company. So, and then uh, at all of a sudden there's some, some this, this pandemic going on and some other, you know, uh, things that, uh, that were out of our control really. And we, uh, Claude and I, even though we were the ones who put together all the ideas, the concept, the uh, rules and, uh, you know, we signed the deals with the mountains and the sites and everything, sponsorship. We were not the ones responsible financially for the company. Like we were supported by this company. Um, and and then when they all pretty much shut, shut down everything with the pandemic and everything else going on, uh, we were just, you know what, we're just going to keep going and do some other stuff. So we, we started our own company. Um, which is mostly doing consulting for events and in uh, organizing events as well, um, mostly uh, for kids. Um, so for, since the pandemic, I've organized 50 some events for, for the kids. Um, mostly, most of them were obstacle races. A lot of uh, the, the, the work I've been done with this job was for trail running series and uh, consulting and all that, that kind of stuff. And uh, about eight months ago, um, we were kind of given the opportunity to retake Northman, which we built. So it was always kind of in our, you know, in the back of our head, but we, we didn't think it, it was going to come back just because that company was not, was doing so bad. And with the pandemic and no one was, you know, really working for, for anyone in, anymore. And the event industry went down like really badly, especially in obstacle races, uh, out east here it's pretty bad like we went from like a hundred race to like six races or something so um so yeah when we had the opportunity uh we had a choice to make that was really uh really hard because uh, uh it was either to kind of let it go and someone else is going to take it and do whatever with it or you know take take it and and deal with the fact that um, most of the tickets for at least a year or two are sold already. Like the, a lot of folks had bought some tickets uh, from the other company. And uh, even though it's like over three years, I mean, legally, we, we, we're not, we don't have to, you know, uh, this, this money is not our responsibility, but, you know, for the, for the, the good of the name of the race and all that, we decided, you know what, we're just going to invite anyone that had bought a ticket before 
in 2020 and uh, didn't get a raise or a refund or anything, we're going to invite them and, and uh, redo this race and we'll take the risk for, you know, a year one or two or, and then we'll see what happens after that. So, um, so we went to work, we found a site because um, sites are another thing that pan pandemics uh, took a, took a big hit. Like a lot of sites are really hard to, to put your hands on. And uh, a lot of them are really, uh, uh, they're scared of everything. So they're just going to charge or ask for uh, crazy uh, uh, high insurance insurance or, or way up high too. So everything is kind of harder than it was before. And there's two, um, uh, there's only two uh, people working for Northman now. It's me and, and Claude. So, um, so it's a, yeah, it's a quite a bit of a juggle to do, but uh, we do own all the obstacles. Uh, we have our site, the entrance, everything is set up. Um, so, uh, so when we, when we, uh, we said, uh, you know what, we're bringing it back on the, 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 on and Facebook and on the websites, then it was back. Like the, whatever happens this year, it's back. And, uh, I think people, uh, people have been waiting for, you know, returns for obstacle races and, uh, this one was was like there's going to be some difference of course there's only two of us and we don't have uh, the same boat to move but at the same time the changes are really easy to to make now we just you know we we, we look at each other and we do okay let's do this and that and that's the main difference that we had before we can really bring this race to where we want to bring it um, so I think uh, I think that's uh, that's going to be uh, that's going to be fun first off I think it's amazing what you're doing the fact that you are offering because like you said it is legally not your responsibility to honor those tickets and i mean if we go back and this is just my personal opinion so you know does not reflect the opinions of northman or marco bedard or claude or whatever but you guys got kind of fucking screwed screwed over you guys especially yourself you were the face of the company and so when this happened you were probably the one that took all the hit that took all the publicity i know questions from myself questions from other probably all went to you and that had to probably that had to suck and I think it was was really uh, a tough, tough hit for the OCR community, especially in Quebec, because Quebec had such a thriving OCR community. It was massive. Like I've often said, Quebec is the heartland, that Montreal area is like the heartland of OCR in Canada, 100%. It, their community, their dwarfs anywhere else in the country. And yeah, I remember it being a, a really tough, tough break. The thing about it too, that I think a lot of people don't know is, especially people down in the States, who have no idea how good that race was and that that you and Claude put on that if you think obstacle innovation at Savage is good you have seen nothing I mean the obstacles you guys come up with they're not just little bitty rehashes of something else they're completely different you guys came up with Lagaffe that that we see everywhere um the last one I went to you had that the circular the circular plywood with the pucks and you had to rotate the wheel like it was looked like a circus wheel um, you know, just things you did, the Northman up lanes where you could take a harder lane and then get time taken off your off your overall time because you did a more difficult obstacles. It made obstacles matter. Even Herkhoist, I remember dipping a bucket in the water, carrying it up the hill, then hooking it to the Herkhoist, ho hoisting it up, and then having to carry that bucket back down. It it was real true obstacle innovation, and that's what was missed. And 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 again, yeah, like I said, I just think it was a crime that you guys got caught kind of holding it and i'm really glad that the name is where it belongs that the 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 product itself is where it belongs 
And I mean, you guys really ran the show. It was just a fact of they were the financial backers. And we all know when the people that just put in money make the decisions as opposed to the people who love the sport, that's when shit goes wrong. And that's when it becomes not the truth. So I just, I think what you're doing is amazing. And I cannot be more excited to get out to the first one. And, uh, and you know, I, how, so how, when is the, the first race? Do we have a date and a location? Yes, absolutely. Um, and uh, sorry for English folks. Uh, the, the, most of the website and the um, info we're sending out is in French. Uh, we're, uh, we're working on this. So uh, hopefully this will be uh, done soon. I think there's always a way to kind of see the English part anyways on any, any side, but it's, it's, it's in the move. But yeah, the race is uh, near Quebec City, so it's close to, to Quebec City uh, for, for this one. We're in Stoneham. We're really close to Quebec City um, financially and contacts and, you know, volunteers, sponsorship, all that stuff, transport. Uh, it just didn't make sense to go uh, somewhere else. And really the, the, the true harsh reality, because we were, we're actually going to go to Belnage again in, in Montreal. And uh, the, the, the insurance was just a, a pain, like really complicated since it's uh, far from home. There's too many things going on. So, uh, and we were about to actually let it go. And we found that uh, that spot that, that that's a new, um, it's a, I don't know English, Le Centre Recreo Touristique. It's like a tourist um uh sporty tourist place uh, that they just put up uh, in december um there was a really really well-known trail there uh la montagne des deux tides which uh, i did a few years ago and it's it's got extremely beautiful point of views it's really in a, a beautiful forest uh in the mountains so it's not a ski hill like we're used to which i hated <laughs> like i i liked i like what i did with the races but it was hard like to to operation to operate a race in a in a mountain and lots of people don't didn't like it any i mean going up and down the mountain um so this was uh it, it's going to be a uh, hilly like it's in mountains but um it's not going to be as hilly as it was it was it's going to be more uh technical you know on the trail part but uh i think it's uh the 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 site itself is the the best site i've seen for uh for uh for this kind of race and it was what we needed, I think, to bring it back really to so that people can, can really enjoy a Northman like it, like it's supposed to be. And uh, and then for the for the dates, it was really complicated. Like I said, we've do, we're doing a lot of races. Um, we're organizing a lot of things uh, right now. And the only date, only weekend that was possible for us is July twenty second. Um, so that was the only uh, date we could have, and it was available for them. Um, it's complicated here because it's, uh, I don't know for you guys, but it's a uh, construction, uh, um, uh, uh, de la construction. Okay. a lot of people are, um, are uh, in a vacation. Um, but you know, Quebec is, uh, is uh, a lot of people go on vacation in Quebec. So I'm sure we're going to have a lot of people happy about this because they're, you know, they can, they can bring a vacation and do a, do a race with us. Um, it's pretty close to, it's like 20 some minutes from uh, city center. So, uh, it's closer to Mount St. Thomas was even so, um, so yeah, July 22nd, um, we're, uh, we're, uh, we're doing some changes, some things that, you know, worked, something didn't work. Um, and, uh, you know, with, uh, with all the obstacle we have, uh, I think we have a lot of, a uh, lot of things we can do that, uh, people will uh, really uh, appreciate. And um, we're uh, we're also bringing a, a little bit of uh, uh, something new. We have kids now. We have two two little boys, 
And um, we always, always thought it was important, but it was complicated. Um, Battlefrog had it. Uh, I liked it. Um, you know, a lot of races here have it, like uh, kids races and stuff. And uh, we had it for uh, 12 or 13 and over uh, for uh, parents and, and their kids. And we decided to bring it to six. Uh, so it was from six years old to, to 13 years old, they, they can race uh, with their parents at 3K with tons of obstacles. So I think uh, that was that was something that I think was important to bring, especially now that we're parents. So that's a, that's something new that's going to be add to um, most of the what people were actually uh, already used to so um so yeah for uh big new stuff that's a that's uh that's site and uh yeah the name a bit for you guys not so much but for french people i think a lot of people were uh didn't know what to do with it uh the the you know the english part the big company loved it but uh a lot of people here are, you know they they like to see stuff in french you know we i never liked that they they made a race around myself which is not the case, but around you know the the persona or whatever. Um, so I think this is a this is this is a this is fun to to add as a, the le nordais, which uh, we're we're going to call it in French is like uh, the wind we have here. I don't know if you guys have it, the northeast east wind that always comes for a few days. It brings like a fresh uh, wind and and colder winds. So I think it uh, it made sense for us to you know bring a. A little bit of a new wind uh, into this uh, this uh, organization. So, yeah, yep. Yeah. <clears throat> so, how is the how's the layout going to be for the race? So, I mean, you have a couple of different distances for the main races, and um, and then what? How does is there penalties? Is it mandatory mandatory completion? Yeah, those those are uh, those are good questions because we uh, we had to we had to like I said make some big changes. Um, I don't think most people will will uh, see those changes, but so, the main change that we can uh, we, we can see for those who, uh, like you who have done it before is we had a eight kilometer for uh, uh, timed eight kilometers, so for the ones who, who want the ranking, and we had a six kilometer for open uh, waves. Uh, now we we do everything seven kilometers, and that's mainly uh, with the site that we have. It's kind of we kind of had to. Um, and at the same time, I think, you know, uh, why not same number of obstacles, a little shoulder for some people, a little longer from, for others, not a big difference. A lot of, a lot of the races anyways are pretty far from, from what they announce. Um, but it's uh, yeah, it's going to be seven kilometers. Um, there's going to be uh, timed again. So, uh, the, what people used to, uh, that wants to get timed and have a ranking, uh, all that will, will stay there as a seven kilometers um 30-ish kilometer uh, uh obstacles and uh you know uh, uh, a lot of new stuff a lot of uh um uh what else the uh the time um uh contre la montre how do you say uh one one by one you know uh you guys were starting uh starting off the 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 gate like we're used to in uh in uh in uh, biathlon and, and cross-country skiing and mountain biking and lots of races are like this and uh, we always liked it, and there's a there's something in in the in the operation that's you know, that's simpler that way too. Uh, it creates less traffic on the on the on the course. Um, it brings less people to the event. We're we're uh, we're gonna sell out like quickly um, doing that, but at the same time, it it gets us you know more more uh, meat to not get people you know stuck on obstacles and stuff like that. We can bring more obstacles with less lane as well. So for us, it's a little simpler and there's just going to be more stuff for for the for the racers 
So um, this is going to go that way. Uh, then the marathon works as well. Uh, we just limit it to 26 people. Um, but that's, uh, that's seven, uh, six times, you know, the, the, the 7k loop. And, uh, for those who didn't know, uh, the marathon is not just that it's not a multi multi-lap. There's a, there's a, there's big challenges, every lap that you have to, 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 to add to, to your actually lap, your actual lap. So it's the one that's closer to, you know, what we're trying to envision as a, a, a uh, logger back in the day had to had to do during a day so uh, with all those different challenges plus the you know the all the obstacles you're going to go through within six hours because uh, there's only four people I think were uh, able to finish the marathon but everyone is like they just go wherever they want with it you know like if they, they do three laps that's fine uh, if they can do the whole thing then they just get a, a big axe as a trophy and and that's it. The, the idea is to not to do a marathon, but to do as long as you can on that day uh, with, you know, with all the, the, the special obstacles. So, so that's still there. Um, and then we had the 3k for, for parents and, uh, and, uh, and their child. So, um, so yeah, the layout, uh, the layout is about, uh, yeah, there's not huge differences for, as a runner, um, for the participants, but mostly for us, there's there's some quite some big uh, big changes we're, we're uh, making for us. And um, oh, go ahead, Beth. So this is so I'm assuming then you're saying the the, the obstacles are mandatory completion. I didn't answer that. Yeah, uh, no. <laughs> so what we're doing for this time? Yeah, that's a really good point. I'm talking a lot, and you guys have to stop me. I'm sorry about that. Um, uh, the, the thing we had to do for this one is because we used to have different lanes on obstacles and, um, instead of doing mandatory, if someone could do a hard lane, they get, they, they would get a bracelet and the bracelet they could exchange for a credit in their time. And that was, that was really complicated to do. It's, it seems simple, but, um, the, the, the timing companies, they didn't like it. The company that was trying to run it, uh, like with us. Uh, they always screwed it up. So at, at the end, people were waiting hours to get the results. So after, you know, seven events, we decided, you know what, it's it's fun, but let's get rid of it. Uh, it we we got to make something simpler. And that's a big thing. So um, so what's going to happen is uh, if you get to an obstacle and you can't do it, uh, then your bracelet that you already have will get punched. And uh, every time you get a punch, before you finish the race, you, you, there's going to be a, a pretty big penalty you're going to have to hit. So once you get to the to the to the finish, um, there's going to be a marshal there that's going to send you again in, into a, a penalty. Um, we, we won't say right now what it is, but it's it's going to suck. So you you will want to do the obstacles. Um, it's not burpees, I'm telling you right now, but it's it's still going to take some time and some energy. So uh, we think that's going to create something fun as well at the end. Um, it's kind of like what we're used to in biathlon. Uh, if we miss a target, we do a loop. Um, but you know, with the uh, loggers in mind, and you know, the <laughs> Duchamp, we're gonna there's gonna be things uh, around that for sure. So someone can still attempt the obstacle as many times as they like, and then when they choose that they can't do it, then they take the. That's gonna be uh, that's gonna be most most uh, you're gonna have to try it, give it a try, and uh, if you fall, you're gonna have to keep going. Just because really, uh, 
we we don't want any um weight on the obstacles like we don't want people to get there and you know spend 10 minutes there and then create a lineup and then everybody's got a bad uh, a bad uh, experience because they had to wait you know at an obstacle um so normally i would say yes that would be the perfect way to do it for me uh, but we just can't do 30 obstacles with 10 lanes and even when we do that you know like ocr war champs and stuff uh, there can still be lineups. So uh, I, I got to admit like Spartan for that, for burpees, you know, you miss burpees, that's it. Uh, there's no lineup because of that. That's the, that's the, that's a good thing about it. Man, I'm more a mandatory obstacle person, but, um, but there won't be any, uh, you, like uh, Dave, you know it, there, there's nothing really extremely hard either. Like it's not, it's not, it's not a suffer fest. Like it's more a, you know, fun, fun obstacle race with uh, amazing trails uh, like uh, we like to say it like that so that you know it won't scare mr everybody and uh, competitive people they, they they love it but there's not much um uh things that's gonna really stop them from uh, being able any, anyone that's really good at obstacles uh, won't have a problem maybe at an axe trail uh, that's something that's uh, that's uh, that's harder but uh, you know it's uh, it's kind of a, like a you know i guess or some practice before and then um, for the rest, it's mostly uh, agility, strength uh, uh, based. So, uh, yeah. That axe row was the only one I missed last time. Very. Go. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, got to work on this one. <laughs> so, just uh, and when you talk about the starting systems, because just to, to clarify, so if and maybe I'm pretty sure I remember right, but it was like we sent we sent like one person like every thirty seconds or something like that. Yeah, no, uh, it's set up um, that I have space for uh, one every fifteen seconds. So every fifteen seconds. Um, yeah. yeah. So uh, so the way it works is uh, when you get on the website, you you sign up for a, a wave that is a thirty minute slot where we're gonna you know um, when you arrive to the race site, you're just gonna get a colored um, bracelet that's your wave is uh, from uh, ten to ten thirty. So you need to show up between that time uh, and line up to get your your start uh, going. And on the start, we're gonna just you know take whoever starts, and uh, that's how we we keep uh, we keep uh, the, the the race going. And uh, that you know we we don't get any lineup anywhere. We hope, anyways. Um, so really, it's a it's a it's a one by one. For the open, we're going to make it a little bit different. It's still going to be little, little by little that we're going to sh shoot people off. But uh, at the end, it's about you know four people per minute are going to go. Uh, so one every uh, yeah twenty you know fifteen twenty seconds, and uh, yeah. So uh, and the the waves are the waves are there's not a lot of people fitting in in every wave. So we just want to bring it back, you know, and and we know that most people that that are going to come uh, the they're they're coming with their old tickets, right? So uh, so uh, we we want to bring them a, a good time and bring them the race the race back for them. It I'm not gonna lie, it's gonna be probably different next year when we have you know eighty percent or hundred hundred percent of people coming in that we actually have money from. <laughs> um, um, but still, uh, we don't want people to to feel like it's it's uh, too like too much uh, on on a downside. Like we we took a we took it way too down or something. So that's why we're changing some some major things that we're able to actually bring it the way it was or close and uh and save, you know, here and there and um and for the environment as well. Like it's it's it can sound silly like these days, but 
it's it's crazy. You you, you mentioned the t-shirts, like t-shirts were cool, but uh, when you know the the, the operation be, be behind it, just the you know the graphic guy sending uh, the graphics to uh, to uh, China, and then you know we get the t-shirts, and then there's thousands of t-shirts that are just uh, sleeping. We thought it was like yes, it it shouldn't be like that. Events events shouldn't go and do it like that. So. You know what we decided this year uh we're gonna we, we have so much stuff like from the different years and um uh there's probably five people who've done every seven events anyways so we figured you know what people can choose uh the the t-shirt they want from previous editions like you said they were really good looking we we have some new stuff made but they're going to be for sale so you know we don't do crazy uh, inventories for everyone and then you know we're stuck with uh you know ten thousand dollars worth of t-shirt that we can use anymore so we figured you know first year for for the free year this this stuff people can just choose whichever they don't have or they have and they want a second one we had long sleeves and short sleeves um and we had lot, lots of other stuff like hoodies and buffs and stuff like that that we you know we we bought over with with uh, with everything so um so that's a that's a that's a major a major difference there for us and uh, for uh, for some of the clients that would have done a lot of the races but that's that's not a lot of them so um so we decided we're going to do it that way and i think people uh, i think people we're gonna, we're going to are going to like this uh in a way uh, so we'll see <laughs> Yeah, I think I think people will like it a lot. And I actually kind of like the idea of the older stuff because I mean, it's kind of nostalgic for me. I would would mind getting my hands on something from from previous races and stuff. Um, yeah, I wanted to say for the marathon, totally not for me, but I will say that um, I would put it up there with like, I mean, all those people who go out and like they seek out those crazy, or you know, the OCR challenges, like you're doing Spartan Ultras. You're doing the Indian Mud Run Chiefs Challenge, the Bone Frog Trident, all that stuff that is like that endurance bucket list thing. The Northman Marathon is way harder. Like it's, it's, it's epic. It's elite. Like, I mean, like you say, you, people can do it and anyone can jump in and do a thing, but to actually complete it is, is a massive challenge and is something that if you are, an endurance OCR person and you want challenges and you want a bucket list item and you want to put on another feather in your cap, that's one to go for because it's, it's unreal. It's, it's definitely a great challenge. And it's, I think it's something that the, that we need, we need that, that stamp, that yeah. thing that says like, you know, that just that pure accomplishment. It's not about how fast you did. It. It's the fact that you actually pulled it off. And, you know, I think it's great to have one of those as our own is our own little Canadian stamp you know that should be a bucket list trip for people and anybody listening if you want a bucket list one quebec city is absolutely gorgeous and if you want a bucket list vacation and racecation this is something to look at because you're going to get a beautiful place you're going to get a great race and if you want to tackle that marathon you're going to get an amazing feather in your cap if you can pull it off or an axe <laughs> or an axe do you get an axe is that what you get for that axe for a completion of it yeah a big a very big axe <laughs> yeah there you go. That'd be worth it. All right. Um, Margo, I'm, I'm excited and I'm so glad you guys are back. Uh, I really, really was disappointed when, when you guys went away. And now I think you, Northman is just going to be so much better now that it is under the, how do we put it? Proper supervision. It's, it's, it, it's where yeah. it belongs. Perfect. That's a, uh, it's fun to hear. And uh, yeah, we're excited to bring it, to bring this one back as our own and, uh, we're doing mostly contracts and you know 
organizing race for others and this one uh, this one is really ours so it's gonna be fun for sure all right Beth? so marco would we ever see you or claude back on a start line as racers Ah, uh, it's a, that's a, that's a tough one. Uh, I mean, we, 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 um, every once in a while I'll, I'll, um, I'll, uh, get in the race. Uh, we still get invited a lot for, for, uh, fun races and, um, Claude just said, or like we, we have two boys now. So, uh, that's, that's another thing. Um, she had a, a bad injury with battle frog. That's what kind of stopped her, um, at the time, um but you know like i'm not gonna answer for her but for, for me i i for sure i want to um with the kids that was harder and i i didn't feel you know the need to and you know we stopped training the day we stopped biathlon really like ocr was always for, fun for us like the, it was never anything too serious we always had a lot of fun with it we had lots of great great opportunity um I would love it. I mean, we're uh, we're I'm I'm definitely doing a race uh, next winter. I think, uh, am I going? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> like a a trail marathon, but with all the race we organize too, it's a uh, there's a race in Quebec, another race like a Quebec Mega Trail, which is a, a huge uh, trail running uh, race. Um, and I'm I'm in charge of uh, of all the the course there, and it's 180 some kilometers total. So uh, this keeps me, you know, um, on my toes and. I don't feel the need to race anymore, but I, I would definitely like it. Um, I'm I just need to find one that's you know interesting me and at uh, at at a time that's where we don't have anything else to do, which the winter would be a good time. Um, you need to figure out races in the winter that are uh, somewhere else uh, for obstacles. Yeah. <laughs> well, just keep it in the back of your mind because I mean I was ready for it before, but that Northman strong idea still a great idea hybrid stuff yeah. going crazy right now really would catch on yeah i know i mean um yeah this one was complicated i was i was not in charge of much for this one um but that's definitely something that we would love to add more as a in a you know a, a two-day would be fun we thought about it this year because we're uh we're kind of stuck with the new site where uh it's or like uh like we like it we love it but um if there's a demand i mean if if we can have enough people this year and i mean it's going great so far but um uh there's things like that we had we had a bunch of plans for this year for uh, the 2020 year um there was a 400 meters um dominic uh, with platinum rig was uh was uh was organizing this one with me and um um we had a 10k um we always wanted kind of to, to offer a trail part, but, you know, with Spartan doing it and we, we didn't know if, if we should do it. So we did lots of other trail races and which was fine, but uh, yeah, there's, there's a lot of things we can do, but it's always the same, same idea. Like we, we bring stuff and then it needs to make sense at the other end. And uh, with the site that we have and uh, the, the people we have, and now at least we get to, to, we get to do, uh, the things we want really so that's a, that's a lot easier to to do those decisions so yeah yeah we'll uh we'll keep that in mind and uh i mean we're always open if uh, if people have uh, ideas or of their own or um you know they want to they want to help out uh we always need lots of volunteers but uh, same for you know uh, sponsorships or partnerships or uh whatever you guys come from uh, from afar just let us know um we decided not to make deals this year but you know we do uh it's 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 just us two deciding so when someone is really bringing something to the table that's that's a that's a different story so um so yeah 
shoot shoot your your ideas and we 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 could make it happen for sure. <laughs> well, Marco, I'm sure we'll do anything we can to help and to help promote and to be a part of it and just to I mean, we love Canadian OCR. That's that's our bread and butter. That's where we started. And that's where we're going to keep pushing. Um, Beth, you got anything else for Marco today? No, that was so great. Um, it was really nice to meet you, Marco. And to anyone listening, please go out, support Northman, um, help grow this Canadian um, OCR scene. July 22nd, if you're around, get out to that race. So he said it would sell out fast. So get your spot. Thank you.